0: Well, here we are again. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Dave Smith with another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, the 9-11 anniversary episode. Cheers to that. Well, here we are. 19 years later, huh? Anybody that was over the age of 10 that day, maybe even younger, knows exactly, remembers exactly where they were the day of 9-11. But I also remember one thing. As soon as I saw it happen, I knew it was an inside job. You know, we are the most, we have the most defended country in the world. Not only our airspace, but we have a thousand military bases abroad, where we could intercept something before it even made it into our airspace. So, normally, if you fly over protected airspace, you're going to be tracked by a U.S. military or Air Force jet within like 10 minutes. They'll just roll up right next to sot beside you. And radio you, hey, what are you doing? Bank left, you're in, you know, bank right, whatever. You're in protected airspace. You know, you have five minutes or we're going to shoot you down. I will guide you away. And you follow or you die. And that's how it is. And this happens, you know, it's happened to a bunch of just bumbling idiot amateur pilots. Like, whoops, oh shit. You know, guy in a Cessna and has no idea. He flew over a military base and all of a sudden, sorties on him guiding him away to safety. But on 9-11, that didn't happen. It's the only time it didn't happen. And it didn't happen four times. Huh. Then there's, you know, there's just, there's so many. So the the places you want to go for information, if you haven't seen them already, are Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. That's 1,200 architects and engineers that have put their career on the line. They're, they're uh, you know, putting their reputation on the line and using their expertise to debunk the official story. And they're not telling you what happened. What they're doing is they're, cry, they're crying out for a, a real non-partial investigation because the 9-11 commission was a joke. It was a kangaroo court set up to fail. Kissinger ended up almost being on it. I mean, come on, when when do people testify together? Dick Cheney and uh, Georgie Bush testified together in a closed-door hearing where nobody could hear, and they testified together. The first thing you do in any investigation is you split up the perps, and then you tell them both, hey, your buddy's ratting you out. You're gonna come clean, and you you sweat both of them like that. So one of them's gonna snap and break, right? But no, you don't. You don't let them sit in the same room together, giving each other sick body language and signals, and listening to each other's responses. No, you don't do that. Not even in a murder investigation, let alone a humongous investigation like nine eleven. So <clears throat> I'll list the documentaries that I recommend in the in the. Uh, you know, in the description, but um, right off the top of my head, it is you know nine eleven uh, architects and engineers for nine eleven truth, nine eleven in plain sight, and then the air. There's one av. I'll, I'll put the link. There's one aviators and air tower control people. They're telling their story about how there were artificial blips on the radar screens to confuse them that day. Um, And then another great one is by uh, Corbett, the Corbett Report. Uh, He did one called 9-11 Eleven Trillions: Follow the Money," and that is brilliant. It breaks; it's a great investigation, and it breaks down the money trail. And what do you do in any investigation? You follow the money. So, what did they not do in this case? They didn't follow the money. So, you know, regardless of what you think, there's all these outlets that are showing that what we were told could not be true. Physically, the laws of physics defy the official explanation, and so it is common sense and logic. Um... And then you look at what has happened since 9-11, right? Not to mention we had plans to invade Afghanistan before 9-11. And then, boom, that was, that was the go, go time. That was the day we pulled the trigger. Boom, we're going. And then I think it was, uh, what, October? We were in there. We've been in Afghanistan for 20 years. Uh, the CIA's is growing. Since we've been in Afghanistan, the CIA has turned it into the world's leading producer of opium. Didn't used to be. Used to be Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand, known as the Golden Triangle. But now, thanks to our U.S. military and, and you know, black ops operations, it's Afghanistan. And new discovery since we've been in Afghanistan, it's got huge motherload deposits of lithium the main ingredient for electric bat motor batteries so we will never leave afghanistan dick cheney said we'll be in afghanistan for 50 years and he knew and he wasn't telling us why but he knew why and we're never leaving yeah not until we bleed that country fucking dry <clears throat> syria same thing trump even admitted now oh we t- we took the oil you know, so what did 9-11, why, why would our government commit such an atrocity as 9-11? For a blank check to invade the rest of the world and seize the last of the world's resources as they're dwindling. So it's a last ditch effort to maintain empire, to maintain hedge money, you know. China and Russia are nipping at our heels. So we want those resources to maintain our position as king shit. Otherwise, our whole house of cards crumbles, falls apart for what it is. A sham, a Ponzi scheme. Our financial system is an absolute Ponzi scheme. The dollar is worth shit. It's monopoly money. They're printing so much of it and putting so much of it into circulation that it's, it's devaluing. It's worth, like, I don't know, 35 cents now? It was 75 five years ago? So, that's why we committed 9-11. Because it gave us the right to take over Afghanistan for 20 years now. And set up an opium shop there. And how, how does the CIA make the money for black ops? Well, we found this out in the past. Through the Iran-Contra scandal, we found out they were making a ton of money smuggling blow into the United States. Into MENA, Arkansas. Bill Clinton's Arkansas. Huh. How does the governor of the poorest state in the country get to become president? Well, you help George Bush Sr. smuggle some cocaine is how you do it. That's prudent. So, and that's how it happened. Boom. Bill Clinton, Mr. Governor of Podunk, Arkansas, you know, becomes fucking president. Why? Because they were flying plane loads of cocaine into Mena, Arkansas during the Iran-Contra scandal. 3.1 tons per plane load. Barry Seal. It's all, I mean, check YouTube. Barry Seal. Uh, Mena, Arkansas. M-E-N-A. Mena, Arkansas. Cocaine capital of the United States of America. They were smuggling so much cocaine into Mena, Arkansas that they had it stashed in different places around the country. Just tons and tons of it. Three tons per plane load, right? So... The LAPD raided a warehouse in South Central Los Angeles guarded by military police, and they found 22 tons of cocaine in that warehouse. So that was, I guess, one of the CAAs just holding, holding yards. You know, 22 tons of blow they didn't know what the fuck to do with. They're just swimming in it. Prices hit the floor, gave birth to crack cocaine, which turned out to be one of the worst epidemics in our country's history and uh, so yeah so why would why would our government do that why would our government commit such an atrocity <clears throat> another thing that most people don't know about is the you know remember the Enron scandal PG&E is in the news a lot now cuz they're killing people with forest fires and explosions But PG&E was tied to the Enron scandal in the 90s, late 90s. And so they were manipulating the energy market. PG&E was found guilty of taking power plants offline and then increasing the cost because they said, you know, oh, supply and demand. So they purposely took three power plants offline and then doubled people's fucking rates. And they ended up getting busted for it. But the records for that and the Enron investigation, guess where they were? Oh, Building 7 of the World Trade Center. And guess what? At 5, what was it? 5.01 p.m. on 9-11, that building happened to collapse, but it wasn't hit by a fucking plane. So the whole argument of why the towers came down... You know, the official argument, you know, anybody that's watched a bunch of the tapes, you hear these huge explosions before the planes even hit. So those are bombs going off in the basements, taking out the core uh, columns, right? Because in order for a building to collapse, you have to take out the base. Um, Otherwise, you're going to be left with a skeleton standing there and the top will just fall off. But anyway... I digress. <clears throat> the official argument on why the towers collapsed was because the jet fuel weakened and blah, 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 blah right? Pancake weakened, and then we had a pancaking and an acceleration. And so that expra- explains why the buildings fell at freefall with steel beams giving no resistance, right? At least in the official explanation, they think that makes sense. So then look at building number seven. Oh, there's no jet fuel, So what the fuck weakened the steel in that building to have it collapse at free-fall speed into its own footprint and leaving no large pieces of debris and having all the concrete pulverized into dust identically to the trades, to the towers? Huh? Oh, nobody wants to talk about that one. NIST didn't even mention it in their fucking report. Just fucking didn't even mention it. Unbelievable. So, you know, for most of us, we get it and we we know what's going on. But there's some people who still don't think our government was in on 9-11. Even with all the shit going on right now. You know? Stealing Iraq's oil, stealing stealing Syria's oil, bombing fucking, you know, the shit out of seven different countries. All the countries, you know, there's this project for the new American century. Look it up. They stated their goals of what they wanted to do. And they said, barring a catastrophic event, like a new Pearl Harbor, it's going to be a long and arduous change. So guess what? 9-11 was their new Pearl Harbor. And it enabled them to enact policies that they wanted to enact. So you follow me? The plan was already laid out. How are we going to do this, boys? Oh, 9-11 gives us the ability to do it. So then... Once you have that knowledge, is it really that much of a stretch to think that we would work with the Israelis and the Saudis to have them pull it off and us, quote unquote, turn a blind eye, shut down our security systems and send our fucking fighter planes to Nova Scotia and off the coast of uh, the East Coast so that they weren't in response range, which has never been done before and that was done by the vice president and he's and the vice president has never been in charge of army operations and drills so there were two two drills that day that took the plane fighter planes that would have responded took them out of the area what was it one was able danger was the name of that one war game and I forget the other one but it's unbelievable All this information is right there at your fingertips, and some people still don't get it. Well, and that's cognitive dissonance, right? It's when the reality that you're presented with is so ground-shaking and earth-shattering because it contradicts your core beliefs so hardcore that no matter how much evidence you're presented with, you still won't change your core belief. It's called cognitive dissonance. So a lot of people just can't, wouldn't be able to function and go to work tomorrow if they knew that our own government was killing us and didn't give a fuck about us, and you know, if they didn't believe the myth of the did they did not did all that fucking did 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 So for a lot of people, it's just like, "Ah, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, Ah, you're going to make my head explode, right? It's a safety mechanism. But for the rest of us who took the red pill, we get it. We get it. So anyway, happy fucking anniversary of the birth of fascism in the United States. That's really what it was. Nine Eleven was the birth of fascism in the United States. We saw fit to you know, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, preemptively strike sovereign nations. Preemptive. No excuse, no reason. Not a counterattack. Preemptive strikes. Right? Because we're it's the exceptionalism of the United States. United States exceptionalism. So it just cracks me up how we're so exceptional, but really we have the third highest mortality rate. Our education education system sucks. We're a nation full of fucking morons. You know, what are we great at? What is the United States great at? Creating billionaires now. You know, in the 50s, it was like, oh, the middle class. But there's no middle class anymore. Hell no. There's like an upper middle class and a lower class and the poor. And it's getting worse. Income inequality in the U.S. is the worst it's ever been. All of our presidents are on the same fucking team. They're on the corporate team. None of our presidents have stopped any of these wars, right? George Bush... Obama, Trump, doesn't matter what they say, they're playing for the same fucking team. The same person's writing their check behind the scenes. So, anyway. Yeah. 9 11.